just <laughs> looks at me in his little way that he does, which is just like, you are the most crazy person I've ever known. <laughs> like, calm down, little psychopath. <laughs> You're listening to Psychic-ish, a real-life behind-the-scenes take of what it's like for a spirit to pop in and say hello. My name is Lydia, and today's episode is a little bit different for a number of reasons. I'm going to share with you the time I unknowingly tuned into my sister, my very, 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 very much alive sister while she was going through a pretty tough time and I just so happened to be able to see and hear what she was experiencing. Today's episode doesn't really, it's still, it's still based on something psychic because I definitely think it's a psychic experience but it doesn't involve anyone who's dead unless unless something so (laughs) here we go I'm going to tell you what happened last March and then in my Instagram tomorrow wow I'm really committing to integrating social media into this aren't I in my Instagram at Psychic-ish podcast tomorrow, along with my little question box where I ask you to put in your thoughts, theories, explanations, etc. I'm going to put in my unless asterisk segment. So the story doesn't include anyone who's passed away. Unless dot 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 dun dun dun. <laughs> okay, let's rewind back to 2020, the year that will forever be remembered as COVID. Sorry to be a downer, it always uh, brings the mood down when you mention COVID, doesn't it? It was August and I'd just gone up to visit my family in Auckland. I don't live in the same city as my family. And my lovely little sister had told us that she was pregnant. And we already have four nephews to our oldest sister, but this is my middle sister's first pregnancy. And the poor thing, I mean, with my other nephews, when they were about to be born, we'd sit down and we'd take a little sweepstake as to when we thought they'd be born and what their names would be and that sort of thing. But once four go by, I mean, I I feel sorry for my future kids because it's just going to be like no news at all. But once four go by, I mean, people get less excited. So I was really committed to being just as excited for my middle sister for her first baby as I was for my elder sister when she was first pregnant, however many years beforehand. So I sort of asked my family you know like are we going to do a sweepstake are we going to guess when this baby's going to be born and nothing so I just wrote it down 
I wrote that he would be born, I think I wrote down two dates. It was either going to be the 13th or the 18th of March. And I know it's cheating because I chose two, but he was born on one of them. He was born on the 13th. And I remember being drawn to that date because in my diary, it had that little um, that little drawing in the corner that says it's a new moon. And my sister, bless her, is so into spiritual stuff, like into yoga, meditation. She does sound baths, all that kind of jazz. And I'm not so much. I don't really know about astrology and and those sorts of things. So it's almost like, the psychic stuff got given to the wrong sister by accident. <laughs> I know if I were you right now, I'd probably want to get Insta up and give my sister a bit of a stalk. I just like a face to go along with the name. Her name's Sophie, by the way, just in case I actually haven't said her name yet. I'll be putting Sos Instagram handle in the show notes for this episode because there's no need, no need. No need to be proud about it. We're all little stalkers at heart, so stalk away. But I thought, huh, my sister's into astrology. She feels like connections to the moon or whatever. New moon is probably when this baby will come. And he did. Woohoo! <laughs> That's not where the story ends. Basically, I'd had this date written in my diary and I guess thinking back like I'm not surprised this happened and I don't know if it's just because I was thinking about my sister a lot like she was on my mind she was giving birth during the times around COVID or COVID stuff was up in the air so we were just wanting to make sure that her husband could be there for the birth too we didn't want her to be on her own so my family and I were quite hyper vigilant and, and worrying about her and just hoping that it would all go okay so we get to the 12th of March and I'm a nature baby, <laughs> not because I'm a psycho that just hangs around baby shops, <laughs> but I was there with my boyfriend because our friends had just had a baby. We were planning to, to send them something as a little gift and I just wanted to ask my sister what she'd actually want from that shop like when you're spending money on a baby you want it to not just be a piece of crap that takes up space in their home so I was chatting away to her and nature baby and I don't know if I've said this yet but I'm a very observant person I don't know if that comes from being the youngest child in a family where my two older sisters did so much ballet growing up in my life after school was literally just sitting at the dance hall watching them dance almost every day of the week. I don't know if that's what turned me into an observant child or maybe it's family trauma. Who knows? <laughs> Probably the latter, unfortunately. But I'm super observant and I'm hypervigilant to people's changes in their facial expressions and changes in their tone body language, their voice inflections, their changing of vocabulary, sentence structure, all those sorts of things that make me think that they're masking how they're truly feeling or something else deep is going on and I need to comfort them or so on and so forth. So 
I was talking to her and, and I could tell she was holding back. Like I'd ask her something and, and, and when she was answering, it was almost like she was trying to hold something in. And she just said out of the blue, she said, oh, I've just had this really sore back. And I was like, oh, okay. I didn't want to say anything. I just wanted, I didn't want to goad her into giving me more details if she wasn't comfortable. So I just sort of kept the silence and she said, yeah, so we're just sort of prepared just in case. And so I could read between the lines. I knew she thought she was going to go into labor soon. And she asked me to keep it from the rest of the family because we're a family of girls. News spreads like wildfire. So, so um, we have trouble keeping things to ourselves. So I said, okay, kept it to myself. And that night, I guess I was just waiting to hear from her. I, I was hoping that she was okay. I maybe even tried to send her some kind of telepathic healing stuff who knows I don't know what I did in that scenario I don't even know if any of that works the next day comes and I hadn't heard from her and the only thing I'd thought of was if they'd had the baby I would have would have heard but the day before I was like oh gosh why didn't I choose the 12th I wanted to I was so close to getting his birthday right anyway the whole day goes by and I don't hear from either her or her husband and I think I think they're just on my mind. Like, I don't think I thought anything of it. I just, they were just on my mind, right? Anyway, I try and have an early night. So I go up to bed and my boyfriend's downstairs. He was playing on his Xbox or PlayStation. I get it wrong every time. So I'll just say both. And I was trying to go to sleep. And I was lying there trying to get to sleep should come as no surprise that I have quite a lot of trouble falling asleep because (laughs) first experience I ever had, as you now know from episodes one and two (laughs) of seeing a spirit was in the middle of the night when I looked up and someone was there watching me. So I've always had this hang up with sleep, but I was lying there with my eyes shut and out of the blue, I just get these really sharp pains in my lower stomach area like around the uterus sort of thing and I think I must have I knew that it wouldn't have been my period at all like it just wasn't in my the time of the cycle or something like that so I just keep getting these bad stomach pains and I was like this is this is a bit weird and then I think my mind went to maybe I'm feeling my sister's pain and as soon as I made that connection I started hearing my sister screaming so it wasn't it wasn't like I as if she was in my room but I heard it in my head it's like I couldn't even think all I could hear in my head was my sister screaming so I get up I run downstairs to my boyfriend and I was like babe my my sister's having a baby. And he was like, okay. I was like, I hear her screaming. She's having the baby. And he just <laughs> looks at me in his little way that he does, which is just like, you are the most crazy person I've ever known. 
Like, calm down, little psychopath. <laughs> um, he just looks at me and he goes, okay. Like, he never tells me he thinks I'm wrong because he's a complete skeptic, right? And I am too, but I don't know. I have to believe some of my experiences most of the time. And he's just like, okay. And my whole body just goes goosebumpy. And that's usually like, that's the biggest sign for me where if I have a psychic experience and I'm thinking about what that experience means or what the underlying meaning is, when I get it right, my whole body just goes full of goosebumps or it just gets covered in goosebumps. And that could be on the hottest day of summer. I just get the the biggest, um, you get the, you get the gist. Anyway, I could tell um, I was just sort of buzzing a little bit and I went back upstairs and, and tried to go to sleep again or just tried to lie there. And then, I don't know, I must have sort of drifted to sleep or maybe like a good half hour had passed and because of the adrenaline, I couldn't fall asleep. So I was just sitting there dozing almost. And I'm very much awake. I'm not I'm not sleepy. I'm just lying there with my eyes shut being like, please fall asleep, please fall asleep. And out of the blue, I see I see my nephew's face. Like I see the fa- the the face of a fetus. And the way I see it is um the way I saw him was like how I see spirits. So the most common way I see a spirit, because, I mean, they come through in lots of different ways, but but the most common is the only way I can describe it is like if you're outside and it's a really sunny day and you by accident look at the sun and then you look away and whatever your eyes sort of first caught while you looked away is burnt in your in your eyes or burnt in the back of your eyes. Like usually it's a tree. And you close your eyes and you just see this burnt outline of a tree and you open your eyes and it's still there, like that kind of vibe. I get that with, with faces and I'll always check to see if it's, I don't know, just my imagination or not and I'll open my eyes and, and they'll still be there. So I had this, but with my nephew. And so I jump out of bed again. My boyfriend's still on the Xbox and I run downstairs and I say, I just saw his face. He's coming. The baby's coming. And <laughs> if he didn't think I was psycho before, it's like I reached a new level. <laughs> and I just, I, I put my arm, like my forearm up in his face. I'm like, look at my goosebumps. Look at my goosebumps. I'm right. This is happening. And he's just like, who the hell am I in a relationship with? Who the fuck am I in a relationship with? <laughs> How is he still around? I don't know. Oh, I can tell you the story of um him finding out about all this stuff one day. Maybe that'll be the next episode. <laughs> I'll make a note. <laughs> anyway, I run upstairs and and that's it. That's all I see for the rest of the night. And I have trouble going to sleep because I know I'm going to wake up in the morning with a text saying that he'd been born. And... Right on cue at about 7am, I, I woke up, checked my phone, and he'd been born. 
But it wasn't until I was talking to my sister and my family the next day, I told my sister what I saw. And we put the times together because I wrote it down. Like I wrote it down in my notes. We put the times together and the first, like when I got that pain that I talked about, that was the time of her first contraction at about 10 o'clock or something like that. And then when I saw his face was when he was literally entering the world. He was leaving her body and coming into the world. So that experience just blows my mind. Like I always feel super, super connected to that nephew. And my sister was really cute. Like once I'd met him for the first time because I wasn't up in Auckland. It was still COVID times, as I said. So when I was able to actually go up and meet him for the first time, she said, does he look, does he look the same? Does he look like how you saw him? And I didn't have the heart to be like, all fetuses kind of look the same to me. Like, all newborns look the same. I'm so sorry, Sophie, if you're listening. I'm so sorry. You know how much I love your child. <laughs> and he's the most gorgeous baby I've ever seen. Oh, my gosh. But I couldn't actually remember what he looked like when, um, when I saw him just before he came into the world. But, yeah, that, that, that experience just floors me because... One, as I said, there's no no element where someone who's passed away is in there or is there. Who knows? Tune in tomorrow to my Instagram. <laughs> and, and just the fact that somehow I had some connection with my sister that was happening in real time. I felt her, her pain. I heard her screaming. I think I maybe saw her screaming as well, but because I'm not fully 100% sure of that memory, I just didn't didn't include it in the little chain of events there and saw her baby it's just um I just haven't come across one person that can explain this to me because the funny thing is I've always kept my psychic abilities a secret always that was just the unwritten rule when I told my family of that first experience that I talked about in the first episode when I was eight years old, when I finally told them when I was 10, it was like, Lydia, you do not tell this to anyone. People will think you're crazy. They'll think you're delusional, et cetera, et cetera. So we, we never talked about it. Then when I came up with this podcast and actually had to start letting my friends in, like I'm talking about people that I've been friends with for 10 years and didn't really know me throughout high school when stuff kind of happened even when my friends were around and that sort of thing. Like people that only knew me throughout uni, I'd never told them this stuff. And then when I let them in, like I can see they don't they don't believe me. Like when I say that first story about seeing my grandmother and, and the times afterwards. And when I start explaining other times I'd seen spirits, nothing really. Like their vision is still glazed over, right? Because to them they're like, oh she just dreamt it or she just hallucinated or it's her imagination whatever whatever and then I bring this story in I haven't had one person who hasn't believed in my experiences growing up which is absolutely fine 
there's no right or wrong when it comes to that, in my opinion. I haven't had one person look at me in the eye and tell me what their explanation is for that. How could I have had that connection in that moment, in those precise moments where that stuff was going on? If anything, everything led me to believe that the baby would be born the day before. So, who knows? Maybe I was just hypervigilant because I was thinking about my sister, but hypervigilance can only take you so far. (laughs) Okay, that brings us to the end of this episode. Thank you so much for hanging in there. I'm so intrigued to see what your explanations will be in my little question box that I'll have on my Instagram at psychicish podcast tomorrow. Please explain it to me because I rack my brain and I'm no closer now than I was a year ago as to why and how and all the questions under this stuff in there. So please, please share your thoughts. And if you think that you may know anybody that could enjoy this podcast or if you know anyone that maybe has seen a ghost or two in their time and might want to feel less alone listening to this, please share it with them. I can't explain the connection that comes when you when you talk to someone that's experienced something supernatural um, because it's like you finally have someone that believes you, right? Because here's my hang-up. People don't think it's real. And um, I have a hard time not taking offense to that. I would never show it. But when they say it's not real, it's like telling me my own reality isn't real. Like, it, it's, it's very real to me. It's been very real and prevalent my entire childhood, teenagehood, and adulthood up until today they could be feeling like I feel I don't know it might just give them some comfort (laughs) so as always thank you thank you thank you for being here today and best of luck going to sleep tonight I hope you don't see any loved ones in labor like I did (laughs) 